I can't have ice cream. I'm off sugar. I'm trying to live healthy. I'm trying to do it, but I have crack cocaine in front of me. I, want, I can't have it. No, no, yes, no. No, help me. I need somebody who needs ice cream and M&M's and help me. No! I've always wanted to do a podcast with different women who have different points of view. Or just like a show where I force people to talk about the view with me. Is the world flat? Yes. I'll call it Deja the View. I, I never thought about it, Whoopi. Three, two, one. Action girl. <gasps> <laughs> well, hello. Hi. We're back. It's Willem in Alaska <laughs> watching our drag race podcast. <laughs> Here we are doing it again you probably thought that we would not be back you yet. thought you had seen the last of us the view is on hiatus but guess what this time when Whoopi sleeps <laughs> we do not rest i scream <laughs> psa if you are liking what you're hearing please don't hesitate to leave a rating and review. Mm -hmm. I know you might be thinking, even if you're like, you know us, and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be so embarrassing if they see someone left a comment or a review and they know me. I'm the boy who works at the coffee store that Marie goes to. (laughs) I'm not, it's not embarrassing. You don't have to be self-conscious about it. Leave us a review, leave us a rating, subscribe on iTunes. There's no shame in supporting your loved ones and the people you admire from afar. Yeah, and you don't have to use your real name. or That's if you, true. Or if you have no shame in using your real name, like this person, Jamie Lynn Spears, <laughs> who said, loved the podcast, the Danny Pellegrino app was my favorite. Cute. Then, thank you, Jamie. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. What an what an original name she has. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's crazy. The celebs coming out of the woodwork to support mm-hmm. us. Um, but yeah, we would really appreciate that. So if you need to just like, if you need to focus and just pause this episode while you do that, that's fine. Just yeah come back to us and we'd love to hear your uh read your review we won't read it on the podcast that was wrong of me i won't do that again um also make sure you're following us on twitter at deja the view pod um sometimes we post funny stuff yeah and you never know you never know when you're gonna open twitter app (laughs) and see something that might make you smile and laugh yeah so um today is gonna be a little bit different it's a very special episode we have a special guest uh via phone Mm -hmm. named elliot glazer you might know him as comedian actor writer um you would have seen his work on broad city and new girl Mm mm-hmm 
Um, he plays Ilana's brother on Broad <laughs> City. Which is a stretch because he's in no way brother. related to her. <laughs> um, he writes for Younger, mm-hmm. Feet Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has a very funny Twitter. Um, he has a series called Haunting Renditions. So just all around, very great, uh, very good person to talk to we were very lucky to talk to him today and it turns out he is a fan of the view yeah so so there you have it you know what it's okay it gets better you might be sitting at home thinking why am i the only person in my town who likes the view what's wrong with me well we're here to say the view fans are coming out your tribe is out there your tribe is out there you're gonna find someone Elliot Glazer is here for you. <laughs> um, so that'll be coming a little bit in a um, little in a bit. little bit. Uh, first, I wanted to talk about something that is on my mind. <laughs> um, so Kevin and I usually record this at his apartment. Um, today we are recording in my apartment. And from a beautiful, sunny Labor Day weekend, beautiful Labor Day weekend, not a care in the world. We were prepping for the podcast and out of nowhere, it started to sound like we were under attack, like we were in a war zone. And that is all thanks to Toronto having their annual air show this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) We love flying. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear a fighter jet at any point in at time. At any point, don't be alarmed. We are okay. Um, but there is an air show happening this weekend for three hours long, three days in a row. <laughs> exactly unavoid- when we decided to record <laughs> this podcast. Um, so that was one thing that was happening. Another thing that was happening in my apartment is that this week... Um, I came home from work one day and my ceiling was leaking for no reason. <laughs> and that was really fun. And I called my building and they um, they did not, they were not worried about it. <laughs> and they had already all gone home or gone away for Labor Day weekend. So they just said, um, sit tight, hun. <laughs> and so when we were, um, when we were actually talking to Elliot earlier today, you may or may not hear, I guess we'll all find out together, you might hear sound of dripping water in the background. And that's because at one point I thought the ceiling was going to come down. Yeah. And you know what? Let's just say it's not easy to record a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of hard work and troubleshooting that went into this mm-hmm. and Yes, I know it's the second time that we've done one, but that doesn't mean that we're any better at it. So what if Kevin and I both went to (laughs) broadcasting school (laughs) for two years? Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's easy. They don't teach you how to use FaceTime in broadcasting school. So we did a little like test run the other day and Marie almost um, jumped off our balcony. (laughs) Um, It sounded a little bit like this hello why hello. oh my god stop <laughs> clicking those i don't understand why 
so I'm glad we could all <laughs> laugh at my suffering. But that was also the same night that I found my ceiling leaking. Yeah. So I was under a lot of duress. Yeah. Um, but we figured it out. We did. Um, that's what doesn't later. kill you makes you stronger. A woman that I know mm. <laughs> once said that to me, mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson. It was Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I think that's all of the... Oh, no, wait. There's one more reason why everything was trying to um, put us through it today. Right. Sorry, did Marie tell you that the first half of this podcast is just about things that are pissing her (laughs) off? Moments ago, when we were mid-recording and I was mid-sentence, the uh, recording software just decided, no, we're done with you today. (laughs) We don't want to hear your voice anymore. Which, okay, work. I respect that. (laughs) But I have a job to do. Mm -hmm. But we're back up and running. Everything's fine. Marie managed to buy tickets to see a Kristen Stewart movie. She's happy again. We're all happy. We're going to give you some view updates. Mm -hmm. First, I want to talk about how I tried to buy TIFF tickets to see a Kristen Stewart movie. And the login system made me wait upwards of two hours before I could get in. Then when I finally got in, I realized the tickets were $100. So the entire time that we were speaking to Elliot Glazer, <laughs> Marie had opened on her laptop a wait. A, a ticketing, <laughs> a queue, if you will. Um, a digital lineup. For the TIFF yeah, festival. Yeah, for uh, Tiffany. And it was not working. Um, rest assured, after the phone call or the FaceTime call ended, I was able to secure <laughs> tickets, not to the premiere that costs $100 because there's no way I'm paying $100 to see Kristen Stewart in person when I could go to the Hooters down the street across from the theater and see her eating wings there. Right. So all that to say, she's okay now. <laughs> and... We're ready to talk about The View. So I don't know if you guys are aware, mm-hmm. but The View has been on hiatus. Yeah. Um, so if you've been watching the show, you maybe have been watching a rerun. Uh-huh. But- I just saw seven fighter jets fly <laughs> past your window. <laughs> um, but we're still here and there's still lots going on. Um so I'm going to give you the latest. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you live under a rock, you may have learned that Megan McCain's dad, mm-hmm. John McCain, passed away. Yeah. Not to like be too much of a weirdo about it, but it is like lucky, I guess, is the only word um, that it happened when they were on hiatus because... I mean, I don't think that she'll be back there first week because that would be, like, unreasonable. Um, But who knows? But if it had happened when they weren't on hiatus, that would just be really horrible for everyone involved. Yeah. It's like, whatever you feel about um, John McCain or Megan McCain, it's still, like, sad for her just on a human level. And it's, like, really awful to read, like, Twitter... Mm -hmm be really like nasty and crazy yeah it's a very weird time to be nasty at someone yeah um and like there's because he's obviously like a very famous senator 
um, it, you can like watch parts of the service and like yeah. I saw this heart-wrenching video of Megan like crying over his casket mm-hmm. and like I, I watched her give the eulogy um, which we're gonna talk about later as well but like I don't know that so like that happened we knew when Megan was hired that like that was inevitably gonna happen and it yeah. was kind of like an interesting like um like component to her that was like her underlying motivations throughout the whole season yeah um so it'll be interesting to see like when she comes back Mm -hmm. like um how it will have affected her what she has to say yeah um but yeah very sad for her Mm -hmm. but um on the (laughs) heels of that um the View announces officially that yeah. Abby Huntsman mm-hmm. from Fox News is joining The View yep. to replace Sarah Haynes. I'd like to talk about the f- promo photo that they released, if I may. Please do. <laughs> um, Showing joy- up to your funeral <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. A little mob wives, <laughs> a little mafia. Um, Joy Behar serving. It. Yeah, she's wearing a pinstripe suit with a popped collar uh-huh. and cuffs that are cheetah print. Yes, like fur. Yeah. Okay. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then we have her next to Sunny Hostin. Wearing like a jump, blah, blah. Everyone's wearing black, yeah. all black jumpsuit. And as Marie said, they look like a gorgeous lesbian they couple. They do. If you just crop everybody out and they are just like together, they look right. like a couple that's about to take on the world. And then on the very end, you have Abby, who was definitely 100% for sure in the same room as them <laughs> for the photo. <laughs> and she's wearing cheetah pumps to uh-huh. match joy so uh-huh. a little bit of a a motif yeah there. color story <laughs> so if you don't know who abby huntsman is which i don't think any of us yeah, did join the club. um she she is much very similar to megan in that yeah. her dad is a politician and i guess ran for president at some Point, mm. or like ran to be the leader of the party they have like so many their stories are so similar and also intertwined like they've worked together yeah. previously um so i didn't know who she was so i just spent one day doing like a deep dive of her i watched all of her every video i could find of her on youtube generally she's pretty pleasant and reasonable mm-hmm. um just like surface level yeah um like I saw her on Pierce Morgan and she was like talking about gun control and she was like talking about how she doesn't think people should have assault rifles, but people should have guns if they want. Right. So I'm like, that's interesting because like you may clash with Megan on something like that. Yeah. So that's kind of like exciting to see. Um, also her dad is a U.S. ambassador to Russia. Okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Don't so, really know what that means, but that's weird. Yeah. Um, That'll go over really well with Joy. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is, like, a very bad hire for The View overall. Yeah. Like, I think this is 
a horrible decision. Yeah. It's in, sure it's interesting to see like another conservative, but like we're thinking short term, and I want to see the view thinking long term. Yeah, and like this isn't gonna last for longer than a season. To me, and this is just like my opinion, it feels like a pressure hire. It feels like Megan said, if you don't hire an ally for me. Then uh, I'm walking. But Megan has said publicly that she doesn't care and could be a lie. But she says she doesn't care if there's another conservative on the panel because she and I also don't think they need another conservative. She's loud enough. I know. I don't think they do. But that's why I'm like, then why? And the only thing that I can come up with is that it was like they hired an ally so that she's not the only one who's always trying to fight that battle. Mm -hmm. But it's such a weird thing. like what you said long term because it doesn't feel like it's like adding to the show in any way it just feels like it's like lending support to Megan what would be interesting is if they end up if their relationship ends up like devolving because yeah because of having different views on things that maybe previously they hadn't like talked about Mm mm-hmm that would maybe be a more layered and interesting storyline to watch. But it's 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 just like, I mean, not comparing her to Rosie, but it's kind of like how they hire Rosie and like, she only stick around, sticks around for a season, half a season and leaves. Like I could see Abby being there for a season and then her or Megan leaving. Yeah. I'm scared that Abby being there. And again, this is like without actually ever experiencing Abby on the show. I'm scared that, if Abby isn't that great, but something about her being there pushes Megan to leave, that would be a big loss for the show yeah. right now. It's just such a, it's, it's like underestimating Sarah's role on yeah. the show. It's so difficult to talk about it. Yeah. Because now um, the, the balance that Sarah offered is like because, completely gone. Because people aren't, even if Abby is like the most charismatic bubbly uh-huh. great at hosting um she's still not going to be liked because she's a conservative yeah like that's just the way it's gonna be like yeah. i've i've read the facebook comments so <laughs> like so it's just not gonna work and if it does work then like wow i'm impressed but like yeah i just i think it's a terrible decision but i'm like also really excited to see it I'm excited to see it, but I don't think I've come to terms with the fact that, like, I'm going to be watching The View and Sarah will not be there and that she's never coming back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, on the same vein of people we'll never see again. Uh-huh. Uh, Jedediah Bila. Mm, uh, <laughs> so, as we've probably said a million times, you must follow Jedediah Bila on you Instagram. Must, absolutely. She is serving looks, stunting pretty. She's the bitch from New York City. Uh-huh. And she's always posting great uh, photographies. <laughs> pictures of, of her dog. Mm-hmm, yeah. Her Pictures of herself that her husband clearly yeah. had to take. And I very unironically love her Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. And she recently took a honeymoon vacation yeah to italy a tour of a romantic tour of italy if you will and they were all over the place it was hashtag sorrento hashtag amalfi coast hashtag (laughs) 
sending love Florence. from <laughs> <laughs> um and so while she was there in mid-august um italy had a disaster and they declared a year-long state of emergency after yeah. a bridge collapsed in, in genoa. genoa yeah it was like a horrific thing that happened it was world news. Everyone knew about it. We heard about it here in Tor- like Toronto. Local news was talking about it. 39 people were killed. Yeah. Um, and while all of this happening, while Jed is on her honeymoon in Italy, uh-huh. and someone on Twitter cared enough about her to reach out and say, Jed, are you still in Italy? I hope you weren't in that bridge collapse. So someone was at home saw the news saw disaster in italy thought oh my god i know someone in italy <laughs> and it's jedediah bila and it turns out jed saw this tweet and replied i am in italy but we are not in genoa i had no idea so sad but thank you for thinking of me <laughs> So, so <laughs> Italy is in a state of emergency. Uh-huh. A bridge has collapsed and killed We're 39 people. We're hearing about it everywhere. It's world news. But instead of just being like, oh my God, horrific. I can't believe that happened. I'm so lucky I wasn't there. I'm not in Genoa. Instead, she said, didn't even know about it. <laughs> She's like in such honeymoon bliss. She was like, what? So sad. She was, she looked, she was wearing so many giant floppy hats while she was there. Mm-hmm. And like. In maxi dresses. Yeah. Stunting. Um, in but. other, <laughs> in other Instagram news. But also, if you're the person who like tweeted Jed being like, are you okay? You need to tweet us so Please we can have reach out to show. us so that we can talk to you. Um, in other Instagram news, um. Sherry Shepard uh-huh. has been working hard. She's doing her show, oh Trial and Error, that Kristen Chenoweth is now on. Uh-huh. Um, great. She's also on a weight loss journey. Uh-huh. Um, she gave up sugar for 155 for days. <laughs> uh-huh. And she posted about her journey on Instagram um, relating to... Well, she tried to do a good deed and help out a homeless man. So this is what she posted. Bought a hashtag homeless man. Was homeless hashtagged? Yes. Bought, okay. Bought a hashtag homeless man some hashtag water and hashtag ice cream bar and some hashtag M&Ms. But he has disappeared. So she bought a man snacks and he disappeared. Yeah. Then she goes on to say, so now I'm stuck with hashtag crack, hashtag cocaine in the form of hashtag sugar. Okay. Just sidebar. People who are like looking through the crack and the cocaine hashtag and seeing a video of Sherry Shepard come up. That's not good self-promotion. Okay. Moving on. Okay. Help. Over 155 days off sugar. Hashtag team healthy. Hashtag Sherry Shepard. Hashtag no sugar. And then the accompanying video, which I have never shown Marie, is <laughs> this. Oh my God. 
my gosh, I'm outside of 7-Eleven and there was a homeless man and he said, hey sister ma'am, could you give me some food? I'm really hungry, I'm thirsty. So I said yes and I went and I bought him a bottle of water and I bought him some M&Ms and I bought him an ice cream bar and there's police around so the homeless man disappeared on me. So I got an ice cream bar and I got M&Ms and I'm over 150 days off sugar and I'm trying to live healthy but this is like crack and I work. I cannot have, I, I can't have ice cream. I'm off sugar. I'm trying to live healthy. I'm trying to do it, but I have crack cocaine in front of me. I, I can't have it. No, no, yes, no, no. Help me. I need somebody who needs ice cream and M&Ms. Help me. No. Okay. <laughs> First thing that that comes to mind. I have a lot of questions about First what thing, really went down. Um, if she had delivered that level of performance in her CSA's nominated perf- like role, she would have a Canadian Screen Award sitting on her mantle right now. Um, I just want to know: is this real, Sherry Shepard? Because if a homeless person is like, "Hey, can you buy me food?" Are you really going to go in there and buy him an ice cream sandwich and a pack of M&Ms? Or are you going to yeah. buy him like a slice like of a pre- pizza? And all, like- yeah, that's the thing. 7-Eleven has like pre-made sandwiches. And I guarantee they cost you the, the same amount as like an ice cream bar. So like, is she sitting? Is she just, is this an excuse to eat sugar? Or just an excuse to make a dramatic like audition video? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's a lot, and I I didn't have a like, doubt in my mind, but now you've put it there. If anyone has any information on this, <laughs> please don't hesitate to contact us at Crime Stoppers. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and lastly, mm-hmm. one more view update before we send you on to our uh, Elliot Laser yeah. journey. Um comes from uh, CCB, Candace Cameron Beret. <laughs> because, well, Marie, what do you think's new with Candace? Uh, she might have a new tuna commercial, or because it's almost fall, she's already starting to promote her Hallmark Christmas movies. Close. <laughs> um, she tried a menstrual cup for the first time. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. So listen up. On her Instagram, she says, ladies and supportive gents, I tried a menstrual cup for the first time this month. Want to hear my thoughts? Watch this. Except there's way more on my Insta story. This is not sponsored. Just talking woman to woman because I'm very open that way. I'll be reposting it on my Insta story highlights in case you miss it in real time. And she proceeded to review... um. A diva cup, essentially, uh-huh. on her Instagram for like forever, as though <laughs> she was the first person to, <laughs> to ever uncover hear this. Hey, the results are in. How did I like the menstrual cup? I loved it. I loved it. First of all, I didn't even know the menstrual cup existed until 
a few months ago. I think I kind of heard about it and I'm like, that sounds really nasty and I don't want to cup it in there. And then a bunch of you guys started telling me when I was talking about my period last month to try it. So I was like, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. But then People Magazine wrote an entire story, like an entire article about it. Candace Cameron Bure reviews menstrual cups. This is really cool. Oh my God. This is the kind of content yeah. that I want to see from Candace. Yes, it's but it's also the kind of content I want to see from view hosts, like current sitting view hosts. <laughs> um, yeah, it fit me really well. That's a quote. Candace Cameron Bure told fans, think- I inserted it. It's sealed. I left it in for 10 hours the first day. There was no leakage, no spotting, no nothing. I didn't feel it. This is really cool. This Did is Did they working. mention a specific brand of of cup um no i'm not i don't think so i think she just was like i'm using thousand percent feels like a sponsored sponsored post post. but she makes a point of saying this is not a sponsored post i don't know if i'm willing to believe that candace cameron beret isn't doing sponsored posts (laughs) when she stars in tuna commercial but when you do a sponsored post don't you have to say like you can't say like, like this is yeah, not Yeah, you sponsored. kind of no, you do when it's like very obvious. But no one's going around being like But you don't say specifically this is not But a you know what? Post. I think sometimes people do say this isn't sponsored. I just really love it cuz they're using the tool of hashtag #sponsored to their advantage being like it's not sponsored. If I could add, she also revealed <laughs> that she was especially surprised about the results because the first day she used it she was rigorously exercising while filming Fuller House. And everyone knows she has a wide set vagina and a heavy flow. If this was going to fail at all, this would have been the time it was going to. And it didn't, she revealed. Talk about Fuller House. Next, she went on to detail the removal process, which she says can be tricky. There were a couple moments where I was like, I don't think this thing is coming out. Oh my God. But it did, she assured fans. That's also everyone who did Fuller House talking about Fuller House after I don't Mary think Kate this and is Ash- coming out. Before Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> like, overall, I think this is great. But, like, the fact that People Magazine is writing an entire article yeah. about That's Candace Cameron Bure's period. Like it has to be sponsored. Well... So that's what's new with Candace. Um, so yeah, that's all my view updates for now. The view is coming back um, next, next week. week. In a matter of days. I'm nervous, excited. I'm curious if mm-hmm. Megan will be there or not. I'm curious about Abby Henchman. Yeah, it feels like back to school, but your favorite teacher, like the only teacher you liked, retired last year. <laughs> took up a new career like (laughs) or like went to another school mm -hmm. and you can't go to that school because you work nine to five and you can't watch gma in the morning (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly how it feels yeah so okay enjoy our episode our talk with elliot um we had a great time talking to him it's always great to get someone else's perspective on the view and also just like to get reassurance that we're not the only people obsessed with are you seeing this (laughs) with the view yeah so here you go
How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. We're doing good. Um, are you? Is it a long weekend for you? It's Labor Day there too, right? Yeah, we get an extra day or whatever. Yeah. Okay. There's like um, an air show going on here. <laughs> so like, oh, wow. occasionally like a large like snowbird plane may fly by, but we're just going with it. <laughs> so we're not in okay. a war zone. Just want to clarify, we're not under attack. Okay, great. Well, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thanks oh. so much for taking our call. Oh, yeah, of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, we were just watching some haunting renditions. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that you had been doing that for so many years. Like, I didn't realize it. Like, it's been a long standing thing. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's, you know, we've been doing it for almost five years and uh, it started off as just sort of, sort of like a passion project, just like a, a, a thing for my friend and I, my friend who produces it for us to do just for fun. And obviously, you know, when we turned it into a stage thing, it made a lot of sense. And then since then, it's just, you know, there's a tenaciousness that you have to have to just build the brand super slowly and so even though we'll like we've sold out a a bunch of shows in new york and sold out some shows in la it's still just it's still just a grind to you know get it out there so yeah it's been like it's been a while and um at this point it's pretty you know pretty much a a well-polished machine that we're just trying to expose more and more and more but um yeah it's 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 funny sometimes to stop and think and be like, oh, wow, like I've been doing this for years and this is my thing and nobody does a show like this because it's so it's so like uniquely weird. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. It's a weird show that it's it's, you know, it requires this tender, loving care to just, you know, keep just keep it, keep it, uh, keep it separate from all other types of, you know, comedy that you would go out and see it's it it's just a matter of keeping it fresh and keeping it weird and yeah it's 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 crazy it's for you know over four years just kind of snuck up on us and um um but but you know but we it's crazy we have like a uh we have bands on in la we have a band in new york we have like 25 songs at this point so it's interesting to have this like tiny 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 little like uh uh cottage industry you know, but it, it, among just us, it's it's mm-hmm. weird, but it's fun to do it at, at festivals too because I do it without the band and gives more room for there to be other comics on the bill. So, um, yeah, I'm doing it in Seattle actually this this uh, weekend at Bumbershoot. Oh, amazing! Yeah, so I'm looking well, forward to that. Thank you for your service. Is all I can <laughs> say. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's so funny. I was actually just watching. Um, uh, the John McCain uh, funeral yes, proceedings and uh, Megan gave such an amazing speech and, and um, she basically like you know she she basically rebuked Trump and was without even saying his name was vicious, like viciously uh, defensive of McCain and, and you know really wiped the floor with him without saying his name even though Jared and Ivanka were at the funeral, uh-huh. allegedly. So I'm like, I'm pretty. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, we were just 
like following along with that on Twitter and watching it before we called you and like it was it was a lot. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's um, a lot, but she's she's pretty. You know, she's pretty. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'll I'll wait to go into it if you want, but I just I I don't I, I like her. You know, I I don't agree with a lot of what she says or, or not, not. I just don't agree with her politics per se. But she's really, uh, you know, she's she's a really intelligent and independent person. And it was amazing to see her. Yeah, you know, she's, just, she's so dynamic and yeah, yeah she's really compelling to watch. Like even yes, when she's she on The View talking about things that she's passionate about or like talking about housewives or like today, yeah. she's like very, very good at commanding attention. Yeah. And she has this kind of, um, you know, I think she would, she would say like, because I talked to her on Instagram a little bit, but she loves my stories, <laughs> which is so funny. I was like, oh, I love your, I watch you every day, you know. You're like, also um, me, you know, same. Yeah, exactly. We just, we, we just, um, yeah, I love my stories too, Megan. I love my stories. Uh, no, we, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. She's, she's so, I think she would say like, she comes off as like icy and waspy uh-huh. and, but to, for some, in some, in some way, it's actually like really endearing, and it works, and and yeah. it's so much more interesting to me than watching. Um, I don't know, you know, who's another conservative? Well, I, I have, I was gonna say like Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I, I I'm only, I don't know about you guys, but and I know you covered the whole like history of the show. I really only started watching again, um, when my friend Michelle Collins. Right. W- got on the show a few mm-hmm. years ago yeah. that's that's the only time i started watching again that's what i wanted to ask you um like what your entry point into the view was and like what what era like got you started so like i love that it was a michelle collins era because that was like <laughs> in probably the weirdest like time period for the view because they were just like hiring firing like so many people well let me i'll say first and foremost that like i've not it's not like it was a show that i watched religiously if at all even as a kid I guess when it came out like I didn't it wasn't like the kind of show that I would watch if I was homesick from school but I did think that the, that the SNL sketches that Tina Fey wrote were so fucking funny and so it, it, you know it's it, if you look back now at them they're so funny because they it's almost like the dialogue gets lost you know the, the trick like the Tracy Morgan thing where he starred Jones and says you know I'm a lawyer. I'm a lawyer. And it's like, that's so funny. But the, the, the shit that gets kind of lost in the noise of the sketch is that she writes, she wrote um, Meredith Vieira as this like crazy, sexy, crazy, sex obsessed weirdo. And it's like, <laughs> that's, but she was, and, and that's what the weirdest part. She was like, re- she was and is kind of, um, you know, really uh, uh, like Frank about like sexual stuff, which is like, yeah. what? Like, what a weird pivot to take, but um, <laughs> what a strange, you know, what a strange stand, what a strange like point, uh, a stand to take on this type of show. But yeah, that's yeah, also for me like again, no. oh oh, I'm so glad she's let go. I, she, <laughs> she made my skin crawl. Honestly, she's, she's, um, I, so let me, okay, I'll say this. So I first started watching really again when Rosie got on, uh-huh. which I think pre, Dated Mich- no, did that 
didn't yeah, create Michelle. Rosie, Rosie happened the second time, and then that's when Michelle Collins and Raven came in after Rosie left. Okay, so when Rosie came back on, of course, I think like everybody else, I was fascinated to see what that looked like because I grew up with the I grew up on the Rosie O'Donnell show, yeah. and she really defined uh, my childhood for me in that she was this adult and an adult comedian who somehow managed to really bridge a gap and, uh, you know, entertain kids yeah. and, and, and include kids in her, in her, in her audience. And it was like, what a strange, like, how strange is that? Like you have a, a daytime talk show, but you're also like, you know, giving kids like special treatment in your audience and making kids a big part of your show. Like what a, what an odd and endearing you know, role to take and, and like, who, no, who else would do that? You know, like yeah. Jerry Springer, Wendy Williams, like nobody, nobody <laughs> yeah, else is going to involve kids. I was 10 and I was subscribing to the Rosie magazine because mm. it felt like it was like for me, even though it was definitely for parents. But that's the thing. It's like, was it, is it like, <laughs> what's that brand? Yeah. I don't know. Very confusing. And then Ultimately, I think when she came back to The View the first time and the second time, my interest was the, was in the idea that she went from this like cuddly, asexual um, teddy bear to a deeply outspoken, hyper-politically left, like uh, uh, very openly gay yeah. um, to, loudmouth. And to I, quote and I Rosie. Love that. To quote Rosie herself, big fat lesbian <laughs> Rosie. Lesbian. <laughs> right. Love it. Big fat lesbian Rosie. And that to me was like, whoa, I want to see what that looks like on TV now, yeah. you know? Because it's so different. It's like, you know, when I grew up with her, she was like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, the cast of Oklahoma. And now it's like, <laughs> I'm a big fat scary lesbian. Good. I'm going to eat you alive. Like, what a, what a strange... What an interest! How could you not watch? Yeah, and also just the fact that she went from just being like Rosie, like fan of the TV show Survivor and like yeah. other celebrities, yeah. to like actually um, being in a a feud with Donald Trump because of something she yeah. said on The View, and like now he's the president, and like like yeah, that might be the strangest thing in the world. The idea that I, I mean, I remember it was like in an SNL sketch, I think, but I don't remember if it, it predated the actual time when the future president of the United States called like said like Rosie O'Donnell's a moron in a, in a mm-hmm. debate and it's like you just what like yeah the president of like... the United States just brought Rosie O'Donnell into a presidential de- it, yeah that was such a huge it's like um, so surreal that so he surreal, was campaigning yeah. and like debating Hillary and still bringing up Rosie it was Rosie O'Donnell on the view <laughs> bizarre it's it's so weird and and but, you know, with that being said, like, I wanted to see what that looked like, especially the second time. And it was so, um, that's kind of what wrote me back in. And uh-huh. the, you know, that was what wrote me back in. But then I, it's like, I kind of, I came for Rosie, but I stayed for the fact that the show really, truly, uh, you know, in its mo- most organic form seems like <clears throat> a disaster every day. And <laughs> where they're just trying to, like, keep it to they're just trying to keep it together in some capacity. But I watched the show because somebody was like, I can't believe you watch the show like art. But I was like, yeah, I mean, it, I, I have no interest, truly no interest in watching the show with 
Jenny McCarthy. I have no interest in watching the show with Elizabeth Hasselbeck or Sherry Shepard. Truly, I could not care less. But once Rosie came back, I was like, oh, my God, like, the show is a disaster. Every day, it's it's like, <laughs> it looks like they're barely keeping it together. And it's all, it's a circus. And the circus and the ringleader is Whoopi, who <laughs> it seems to hate being there and hate everybody there, too. And I'm like, wait, what? why are you still doing this job if you... She seems to despise people and oh my God, like yeah. really hate the the producers for just doing their job. Yeah, hates the control room. That hates whoever is scrolling the teleprompter. <laughs> hates them, and and that's like the odd. It's such an odd thing that I just can't turn away from when she's like, she just she she purposely like bumbles shit and <laughs> seems to not be able to read the teleprompter or gets mad that they're scrolling the teleprompter, and it's such a Again, I feel like the show is in such disarray every single day and see, and feels so um, it feels so unpolished in a way that other talk shows like I have no interest in watching the talk. Right. Because it's boring. It's, it's boring. But it's, if you ask me, it's like polished. It's a really like yeah. clean, polished and, um, uh, you know, it has this like. It has this like TV sheen to it, but the view is not only it seems like a mess every single day. It seems like they're like, you know, that it's like it could fall apart any minute. But to me, the most special part of the show that gives it the art and makes and makes me it makes it impossible for me to turn away is the fact that at heart, the show is trying to do a standard, uh, uh, a standard morning daytime talk show. But it's it's in New York, and it's the you know the sh- the personalities on the show are kind of eccentric. They don't really fit together, and someone like Whoopi Goldberg isn't is couldn't be less fit, couldn't be a worse fit for morning television. Yeah, she can't see, she can't read the screen, she gets mad at the like the rhythm that you're supposed to have on a morning talk show. Totally. She doesn't seem to understand that it's live. She seems to be mad that they have to cut to commercials. She she seems to like be desperate to make to have like funny segues or funny language to cut to the bumper to cut to commercial. And it's just like, why don't you just say we'll be right back? Why do you say like, <laughs> well, the one thing we're doing and you know what we do and we're we're gonna come and be right back. Just say yes. we'll yeah. be right back. She just like just really say, we'll be right back. Hates being told what to do, which makes yeah. it very real. Like I know that it's not it. Like if it was if there wasn't already a show called The Real, it could be called The Real. <laughs> yeah, it really could. It's like it's like the it feels like she wants to. Uh, also, I was going to say not only does it feel like she hates the control room, but can you imagine? Uh, there's a ton of people. I mean, there's in a TV production like that or any TV production. There's so many people behind the camera. I mean, really, so many people. To imagine being in that control room or to imagine being a producer who's like, uh, okay, we're going to talk about, you know, the Kardashians and Whoopi thinks this is beneath her. So she's going to kick it off by speaking in a, in a completely Valley irrelevant girl. Valley girl voice that is like 35 years old and makes no sense. <laughs> and to start, she'll start off like that. She'll bumble it on purpose and she'll in doing so she'll not only like subvert the material by making it sound stupid 
the audience will not understand the joke and it'll just be met with this awkward, awkward, si- like the most awkward silence where everybody has to pretend, has to like fake laugh at the Valley Girl thing, even though it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are um, you doing? <laughs> what about like Joy? Because I also feel like, I feel like the view for her is like an ex that she just keeps like coming <laughs> back to and she can't oh, yeah. let it go. Because I feel like she maybe hates it a bit too, but also like. Oh yeah. Yep. I feel like she hates it a little bit too. And the interesting thing about her is that she's funny. I, she's really funny, but she's also like really borscht belt stick, you know, sticky. Yeah. Which also, if you, again, also, if you, if you just ask me, that also has the, it is like the strangest thing to work on morning TV because it's as if, you know, it, it was a talk show being hosted by like Don Rickles. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. And, well, it, and, and like to think that that is the, like, the humor that keeps the show together is just, it's so weird. Yeah, it's funny because um, she really is that. I think it was like Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler. They had an SNL skit where they were oh, like. Coffee talk. Yeah, where they were like. Oh, yeah. And like Joy Behar is like literally those characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's really weird. It's like this work. I can't believe this works, but it works. But I think it works because there's no other you know, like there isn't an, it, it wouldn't make sense with like a, 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 a regular comedian like Michelle. Michelle is truly one of the funniest comedians and people yeah. that I know. I mean, really one of the, one of the funniest comedians in the world. And I was, you know, I'm lucky enough to call her a friend and it was so weird to watch the show and see like her material go over the audience's head every uh-huh. day. And it was like, really you guys the audience seems to not be able to understand a lot of stuff or they can't but that's part of it it's like do they not hear what's going on like there's such a miscommunication between the audience and the panelists and michelle's sense of humor was is so sharp and quick and funny and it was just weird to see it get like lost on the audience i couldn't believe it. it was so weird i was a fan of michelle before she went on the view and i I was like pleasantly shocked, but I could not believe that they hired her. And I was like so happy, but yeah, it, it's like sad that, I mean, it was just a weird fit, but she was still yeah. great. Yeah. I, uh, it, she's true. I mean, we, we worked together at um, best week ever back in the day. And I, I just, she's just the truly just the, the funniest person yeah. in the world. And it was so weird to see it get like, kind of like lost in the lost in the mix or something. It was like, what? She's the fun- she's the best. Yeah, I also appreciate how obsessed she is with Ninety Day Fiance because like, <laughs> oh yeah, same. Like, I'm yeah, just glad that, that there's that a show, voice but... out there speaking for people who watch Ninety Day Fiance. Oh my god, yeah, I don't watch it, but she watches it religiously and. Uh... My friend, this other comedian who's so funny, Yamanika Sanders, she fucking loves that show too. And they, uh, it's 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 true. It just sounds like a weird ass show. Oh yeah, but yeah. I I also like recently downloaded Michelle. I downloaded Sirius XM like just so I could listen to Michelle. And like yeah, I haven't like gotten deep into it yet. But there was like an episode where she was just like 
share your stories about being attacked by a bird and like <laughs> yes and like so many people called in with like stories about birds attacking them and I'm just like yep thank you she's the, like she's also, the greatest thank you for your service yeah. michelle collins <laughs> yeah yeah she's the greatest I've, I've never met anybody who who has a, a, a who, who can think that fast it's it's uh it's it's electrifying yeah <laughs> or truly um, I know that you or you at least used to watch Real Housewives of New York. Is that true? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I still watch it. Okay. Um, I always... It's the only one I watch. I don't know why, but I always, because The View is like in New York, I always like want to compare View co-hosts to like Real Housewives of New York. Um, oh, for sure. And there was like this Daily Mail article, which a very respected publication... <laughs> Um, yes, recently very much. about how Carol Radziwill, um wanted to be a co-host on The View or she was like making oh, jokes wow. about it or something mm-hmm. and it wow. made me wonder like if you could choose someone from The View that would make a good Real Housewife of New York who would it be and if you had to choose a, a cast Housewife. member from Real Housewives of New York that would make a good View co-host who would you? Oh, play? I know. It's not even like in the like. It's not even in the same universe, but it's not even in the same universe. But to see Whoopi on a reality show like The Real Housewives, that's the thing about Whoopi and, and why it's so fascinating to see her on the show. She is a true, true, tried and true eccentric. Mm-hmm. And when they're when they have her on the show, it's really like trying to fit a, a circle into a square peg. Yeah. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And she's not. She is so the opposite of like a t a morning talk show host, like with that TV sheen. She just she doesn't seem to go to the meetings in the morning. She doesn't seem to care about the material. She actively seems to work against the producers. And it's like holy shit! Like how did this happen? And so to see, and she's eccentric. Like she's a a true weirdo, and you know, brilliant, but like a true weirdo. And so in the in the tradition, I guess, of her being so so unfit for the show i'd love to see her unfit as a as a real housewife where yes. it's like yes. she lives in jersey she's oh my God, you know yeah. openly single loves to like seems to just be into like random hookups and one night like all these weird these weird things that she uh uh you know talks about it's like that is uh the strange it is so strange and for me that would be the most interesting to watch you're so right I She's always so think, weird. I I've never thought about that. I always want to say like maybe Megan, but Whoopi is a way better choice. Yeah, because like Megan well, would slide in almost seamlessly. You wouldn't yep, even so realize. Too. Yeah. Right, and and Whoopi is from Mars. I mean, she really like <laughs> she really is the strangest person. And and again, like a just in a she's brilliant. You know, she's absolutely brilliant. But the, she's so um, it's it would be fascinating to watch her you know see her day-to-day thing where she does what she calls hit and runs or whatever you know like this, yeah. the weird the weirdest shit i want to see that i really want to see that yeah she's very um, much like a non-conformist and like seems to pride herself on that so yeah feel which like is they great would be but like, so we're all going to like dorinda's for the weekend and whoopie right. and it would just be like shots of all of the women at like a weekend resort and then Whoopi, like, shopping at Kmart, being like, no, I exactly. didn't feel like going. Right, yeah. Or she's, like, on a spaceship, like, <laughs> uh, like she's on a spaceship, like, set for Jupiter. And she's like, uh-uh, I got, you know, 
she she's also again it's like if you're gonna have a morning talk show that works you just if in new york you just think about like kathy lee and regis back in the day mm-hmm. or like uh you know when even like wendy williams is such a weird show but it still is packaged where it's like okay i get it you know i i get it there's like i get what the appeal is and i get how it works but with whoopee on the view it's like it's like she's singing an, a song that the rest of the show is not playing it, it's yeah. just weird it's in a language they haven't even heard <laughs> right it's and like she dolphin. hates them for not yeah. speaking the language <laughs> i w- but i never them. want her to leave like i need her to stay oh my god please never leave I, um, I, I think i would stop watching if she left but um, it would be tough it would be tough it'd be really tough but for me um the the housewife that i'd like to see on the view you know maybe it's basic of me but i i i I like Bethany. I think she's funny. Mm-hmm. I think she's smart and and really one you know the one who's quite honestly the most captivating to watch, yeah. um, and has the most like well formed opinions that seem to just make sense. Yeah, so she's not afraid she, of ex- of like expressing her opinions, even if they they would be controversial or whatever. Which I think yeah. is a big problem with some people on the View are very scared of like outing their real opinions. Except Paula Ferris, who was like, who found this rhythm where she's like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the, the, you know, the the contrarian and I'm going to, the devil's advocate and I'm going to be like vaguely pro-Trump, even though she says she's not pro-Trump and I'm super sexual. It's like, you are so annoying. You are (laughs) so fucking annoying and you're trying too hard and you're just she, you're just nobody buys it like nobody yeah. wants to like see saying, the horny christian yeah saying that you're nope. like horny all the time doesn't give you a personality nope just be just be a uh just be uh, just be on good morning america or whatever read off the teleprompter and just you know she's she she's a good broadcaster mm-hmm. in her own right but not when she's just being herself not when she's left to her own devices where it's like you are. You need to chill out. Nobody. You are not charming anybody. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. You're not. She's not charming anybody. Yeah. Whereas Bethany is charming ev- literally everyone. <laughs> Except exactly. Carol. <laughs> Except Carol. Yeah. Um. So, new season of The View is coming up, and have you heard about um, Sarah Haynes' replacement? Oh, it's uh. A conservative, right? Yeah, yes. her name's Abby Huntsman from Fox News. Seems to be a close friend mm. of Meghan McCain's. Or like a close okay. fan of Meghan McCain's, at least. Yeah, I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I mean, I'm actually, I like Sarah a lot. She, to me, is like, oh, that's what it means to be, like, media trained and, yes. you know, understanding of what how TV works and shit like that. Yeah. And um, I, I'm actually, I, I think she was so relatable and sweet and you know she she just like did that role really well so i'm actually really bummed that she's not on the show yeah we are big big sarah fans here how could you not be the blow also because we were kind of celebrating paula being gone and then one week later sarah was like me too yeah it was such a bummer "Mm, yeah because you had a moment to celebrate paula not being like I ew, you wouldn't believe what I when I fuck we call it it's like go away ew yeah sat, you know, we we call it like she ministry has that time thing. ministry time like that shit is so creepy that yeah. she's like bringing I bring Jesus into the bedroom it's like 
dude, you're so creepy. Like, cut it out. Yeah. But with Sarah, it's like, no, 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 don't leave. Don't, don't leave. cut it. <laughs> Please don't leave. We love you. Yeah. Such a bummer. Yeah. But it will be interesting, I think, to see um, Abby, who is the new co-host. Kind Like, it'll kind of be interesting to see now that Megan isn't the only one defending Republican views so heavily how yeah. that pans out with the rest of the table now that it's like kind of a more even divide. Yeah. I think that'll be an interesting, um, yeah. An interesting element too, where it's, you know, more, a more even split, but again, I don't know the, I don't know her, but I'm just really hopeful that it's God. I'm really hopeful that she's not like a lunatic because yes. <laughs> Megan is not a lunatic in the least. You know, Elizabeth Hasselbeck was like, a lunatic in that it was like what wait would you have are you fervently republican or are you um just just uh, evangelical uh, and like an evangelical yeah yeah, and a stubborn and evangelical and like your biggest political you know your biggest like political education was being on survivor which makes no sense but (laughs) you know that that made no sense i mean it made no sense that she was on the show i would give anything for elizabeth to do another season of survivor Oh, in a, in a second. Absolutely. Yeah. Give, give me that, please. Yeah. Back to her roots. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Back to her roots. Like, like just, I don't even know, like shoveling like dung or something in Australia. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, before we let you go, um, just wanted to mention that Broad City is coming up with its last season and just wanted to yes. say we're really big fans and we're really excited for it. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, we're, it's, a, it's a bittersweet and, I mean, it's not bittersweet. I mean, I think after five seasons, it's, uh, I mean, you know, I, mean, know, I yeah. certainly know the, the girls are, you know, they've, they've it's, it's been, you know, it's five years for everybody, but for them it's a lifetime of mm-hmm. work. So I know that, um, think so yeah that it's a bittersweet in that capacity but uh yeah thanks it's gonna it's interesting and and kind of um sad to to you know to to see it end but uh i think it's a matter of also just like ending in the right time before it before like lose its luster yeah because i mean you had four like knockout seasons and it's good to go out with a bang yeah um, yeah, I think so too. And also, like, love that it's like two New York women just like keeping in the same vein as like <laughs> View co hosts, Real Housewives. Exactly. Broad but that's City. The thing. It's like, yeah, Whoopi was on and was just, I was uh, on set the day that she was there filming her, um, filming her cameo. And mm-hmm. literally, I, you couldn't find a nicer and sweeter person. She was like, you know, before we we met briefly and talked a little bit, I did not bring up how bad I think she is on the View. I didn't <laughs> think that would be a good idea, but um, we talked and she was so sweet. And literally, I mean, she before I left, she's like, uh, "You're not going to give me a hug?" And I was like, "Oh my God, you're heaven!" You're and, like, I'm and allowed that, to think, touch you. I know. Well, that's the thing about her. I think, and again, this is just this is just me pontificating, but she's so. Um, She's so truly so sweet. And when people, especially like celebrities on The View, like, you know, talk about her with such admiration, I can, in my own experience, and it was a small one, but I can verify that she's such a warm, 
sweet, kind person who truly gives in real life she really is she really lo- loves to hear people speak and 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 listens to them and i think that is i i i would imagine that's what part where part of her like legend comes from mm-hmm. not just from being a brilliant performer but from really being somebody who's so charming because she just it she's just she just is by default i mean i had just met her and she was like basically like you can't leave without giving me a hug like why would you leave without giving me a hug and it's like how can you not love a person who does that you know yeah, yeah. she's it like was, she's a dream so, she's a, a gem so good at connecting with people which i don't think yeah. always translates to the audience but yeah. every time a host leaves on the view exactly. they always talk yep. about how generous whoopi is yep always and it's uh it it doesn't surprise me it only seems to just it doesn't surprise me it just seems to fly in the face of how she treats anybody who's like behind the camera that that's the weird part where that's where the disconnect people are like she is just heaven and earth and so charitable and so sweet and thoughtful and then the you know the guy behind the teleprompter is like she's a monster <laughs> she, she gives me nightmares it's so funny it's such a funny yeah. like schism or something mm-hmm. yeah uh, well but, thank you for being like and coming out as a view watcher because oh my pleasure thank you for having me we need the visibility of people <laughs> watching yes. the view and talking about yes it. always always um and we'll let you go but thank you so much for talking to us my pleasure thanks for having me thanks um and hope the rest of your long weekend is great okay thanks you too okay thanks bye-bye thank all right bye-bye my pleasure bye